Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's 1.15 Wisconsin time. It's actually overcast. A little cool today. It's uh, it's a high 50s maybe. Hope everybody's doing well. You had a good work week or vacation. Or if you're retired or if you guys are out of school for the season. That's awesome. Ours is June 9th, I believe, is the last day of school. So, here I am. I am sitting on my landing of my house because uh, I got start late start to the day and now everybody's out and about. It's really loud and crazy out there, so I've got a little background going on. So, hopefully you guys can't hear anything outside too much. So, uh, I'm doing alright. So, today... We are going to go to Maine and check out some of the haunts there. I found some pretty good stories, ones I'm not familiar with, so that'll be fun. Um, what's going on with me? Nothing much, to be honest with you guys. House has been relatively quiet, nothing that I can think of. Um, in the paranormal field, sadly, nothing's going on either. I do have a lot more followers, though, on Facebook, so that's impressive to see. I don't know if that's you guys doing that. If it is, thank you. Um, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Give us a like. I'm always posting weird things on there. As far as investigations go, uh, me and Amanda haven't had a paranormal, paranormal, haven't had a residential in like four years, which is fine. Like I've said in the past, if we can do public here and there, that'd be nice too, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It's always about the time, the money, right? And the location. I always have places in mind, but so far... I'm hoping that one of these days it turns around for me, you know, that something just freaking turns and, and I can go to these places. I can do investigations and have the spare money to, to do this, you know, but not like be traveling for weeks on end, but you know what I'm saying, right? Good. Okay. So again, I hope everybody's doing well and right to the podcast. Oh, and thank you for all you new listeners. I appreciate it. I have not checked my stats lately, but I think I'm doing okay. Just an average pod player, listener, whatever I am, podcaster. <laughs> Just an average podcaster. Uh, oh, yeah. I changed a couple things on my, my where I sell my shirts. You know, I think it's called Miss Patty's Paranormal. <laughs> Check it out. It's on my Facebook page, whatever. Anyways, so what I've done is I've taken some of the t-shirts and I've removed the little, I, the like the GW, which stood for ghost word. I removed that. So the front is plain, but the message is on the back. So it's boring in the front, but fun in back is what I've been putting. Or I put, uh, yeah, I think I put it boring in the front, fun in back, or I put blank in front, fun in the back. So anyways, if you guys are looking for any t-shirts, they're very, very comfortable. I have bought one. I want to buy more, actually. Uh, they're Hanes, so there's that really soft, cottony feeling. And I bought a men's, I think it was a 1X. And it fit, I still can't feel how comfortable it is. So yeah. Of course, I get a discount because I'm the creator. <laughs> so maybe on the next paycheck, I'll buy another shirt. Anyways, it's on my Facebook page. There's a link at the top there. Click it if you're curious. If you don't want the little icon over the the pocket there area, just keep scrolling on the page. Scroll, 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 or, you know, whatever. Get to the page, and then you'll see. I've only put, like, three or four shirts up. Same things as the other shirts. I've just removed the little icon because maybe some people don't want that icon. They think it's stupid or they don't like it or whatever. So I'm trying to be a little more flexible. Eventually, I'm going to find, figure out how to make like a little ghost icon. 
you know, and put that in the pocket area versus like um, GW, ghost words, stuff like that. So, apologies if you guys hear a motorcycle, I cannot prevent that because I'm in my house. So, yeah, I've upgraded, uh, not upgraded, but just added a few things, changed the style a little bit. I love the font. I'm not going to change the font. I love that font. Trying to pick a couple more shirts, you know, and all these array of colors and stuff like that. So, yeah. Feel free to stop on by. And I'm trying to keep the shirts um, what I would call reasonable. So, if this shirt was like for $24 or under, I try to keep them like around $24 to $21, depending. Because I don't want it to be like, because then you have to pay shipping, and I have no clue what shipping, what the shipping charges are. So, I'm trying to keep that in mind too. Obviously, I can't drop it below 20 The it won't let me. I can't. I even if it won't, it, it like gives us like red, like you can't do that. So I have to keep them 21 and over. So $21 and over. So, all right. Enough of me babbling about me. <laughs> well, welcome to my podcast. I will give a brief history. I have been podcasting for, I don't know, three or four years now. And I actually deleted my original podcast so the ones you guys are listening to now are newer so that was my oops <laughs> I've been a paranormal investigator from 2000, 2000 2010 till current I'm still active whenever need be I have had several of my own personal experiences um when I was younger early 20s I felt something I was outside watering and I felt something hit my hold my shoulder like a big man's hand grab my shoulder and scared the shit out of me so then that's what got me interested. But back then, which was 19, um, what year was that? 1990-something is when that happened. People really weren't talking about the paranormal because they'd look at you like you're a weirdo, right? So I never told anybody. And the ones I did tell was my family, and they thought it was really cool. Long story short, so then I ended up moving out here to California, to California, good Lord, to Wisconsin. And I found a team. Uh, they were looking to add people, so I was with a team for a few years, and then they eventually dissipated. They broke up. Then I went with another team, and then the co-owners, co-owners excuse me, co-creators moved out of the state. So then I'm like, well, I'll just make up my own little team. So I did. It was uh, female investigators of the supernatural, and then I changed it to Wisconsin investigators of the supernatural just because what if we get a guy on our team? <laughs> so I adjusted that. So yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of personal experiences of my own. So, all right, that's for all you new listeners and y'all new people tuning in. Uh, you have any questions, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. If you have stories you want to share, you can uh, message me on Facebook. I do have a Twitter page, but guys, I always forget what the hell it is. <laughs> so, oh well. Okay, honestly, on to the podcast. Thank you. Seven minutes in. Okay, here we go. We're going to Maine. Alright, this is the eight most haunted places in Maine. Okay. And they talk about Maine, U.S., people, blah, 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 blah. Recessionary starts at eight. Oh, here are the top eight most haunted. Okay, they're going eight down. Alright. It's Maine State Prison. Thompson. They show a black and white photo of it. I don't know if I'll go through all eight of these t- today. We'll see how time is. So, all right. In 1824, in Thomaston, Maine, the Maine State Prison was established. 
The purpose behind the facility was for prisoners to serve out life sentences doing hard labor, and in other cases, cases prisoners served hard labor for shorter periods. Many women, many women like served time at the main state prison. Eventually, women were removed from the facility. During its history, the facility was devastated by fire multiple, multiple, oh my goodness, was devastated by fires multiple, okay, multiple fires, and rebuilt. The prison had also had sections of mental health and segregation units. In many of the years, the Maine State Prison has been in use, has been in use. There have been reports of sightings from guards and prisoners alike. Guards have made claims of someone watching them when there's no one around. Others have stated that they've seen the spirit of a former of former prisoners at night when the prison is mostly quiet. Many believe that some of the hauntings are a direct result of equipment from old prison on Thompson Thompson's being moved to and used at Maine State Prison. Mm, wasn't the best write up. A lot of grammar issues, no commas and stuff, so I kind of had a... Mm-hmm. Next one. Strand Cinema. Um, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this. The city is S-K... S is in Sam. K-O-W... H-E-G-A-N. Skowhegan? Mm-hmm. Now, the way they created this page, the background is black and the lettering is white, so it's, like, really bugging my eyes, so if I'm... Pausing more than usual, that's why I'm trying to figure out what the hell it says. Yeah, I even got my glasses on. Now, oop, the page just flipped. What the hell? Okay, here we go. All right, when the Strand Cinema opened in November of 1929, the seated capacity was about a thousand for one theater. In its almost 100 years of history, the Strand Cinema had undergone numerous renovations, um, additional theaters, as well as an apartment, have been added to the building. Although the Strand Cinema was provided countless people with opportunity to enjoy the live performance or a movie later in the years, um, some patrons and employees have experienced paranormal activity. Some employees have experienced power tools that have been unplugged working on their own and shocking them. Interesting. Other individuals report the ghost or ghost-like to smear paint on the walls of the building. That's very bizarre. Further reports say that a ghostly figure smears handprints all over the theater screens. Why? I don't know. In other reports, one employee who went to the basement to fetch some ice felt overcome by a spirit and was stuck frozen on the steps for a while before she was once allowed to move. That's That's bizarre. Papers flying off desks and markers tossed around, like a poltergeist perhaps, as well as strange sounds in the balconies and basements are other odd occurrences in the Strand Cinema. So, my paranormal experience. So if things get thrown around, tossed around, one, that's a lot of energy. Two, it's, it's it could be a poltergeist. Not that a poltergeist is bad, it's just they have that much energy to to throw something or to move something. And that's all what we want when we go on these paranormal investigations. We ask you, can you move this? Can you knock on that? That is what we're looking for, right? A decent story. Six, Mount Hope Cemetery, Bangor. The Mount Hope Cemetery in Bangor, Maine was established in 1836. Since that time, more than 30 
5,000 people have been laid to rest in the cemetery. Mount Hope is not just a traditional cemetery. It is also the second garden cemetery in the United States. Mount Hope is roughly 300 acres in size. It is not only a place where people lay to rest, their beloved family and friends, but also features a mausoleum and assorted memorials. Well, don't most cemeteries? Just saying. During its history, Mount Hope was located in the movie Pet Cemetery. Look at there, people. I didn't know that. Look what I stumbled across. Which we all know is by Stephen King, right? If being a part of a horror movie is not enough to induce creepy feelings, the cemetery is home to the countless soldiers who served in the variety of wars. People have seen shadows and felt over overall sense of unease at the cemetery. Other people have made it their way to Mount Hope have claimed to see ghostly figures roaming about. Well, looky there, guys. Dini wasn't even trying for that one. Lake George Regional Park West, there's that name again, Skowhegan. Located in the town of Skowhegan, I apologize for any of you Maine listeners, I apologize I'm mispronouncing that, is Lake George Regional Park West. Founded in 1992, which was not long ago, which is weird. The day use, the day, comma, use the park has cabins, group facilities, playing fields, blah, 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 picnicking, and all this and the other. Hiking, fishing, swimming, boating, so on and so forth. <laughs> Over the years, people have made claims that when objects are arranged on the, t- that objects are arranged on tables, and the like. Okay, guys, this is the, this is the way they're writing it. Over the years, people have made claims that when objects are arranged on tables and the like for certain events, their configuration completely changed. The time it takes for this to occur is only amount of time it takes for someone to completely turn around. One of the most famous legends is that a group of children out wandering around the woods when they stumbled upon an old cabin. Curious, two of the kids lifted one of the smaller children up to look inside a foggy, fogged-up window. The child stated there were chairs folded up against the wall, and it appeared to be a game room. When another child went inside, the chairs were placed around the table. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Number four. Are you getting scared yet? <laughs> Wood Island Lighthouse. Oh, S-A-C-O Bay. Seiko Bay? Again, I apologize, you Maine listeners, if I am messing up this pronunciation. In Seiko Bay, Maine, sits a Wood Isle, Wood Island Lighthouse. The original lighthouse was built in 1808 at the request of the President Thomas Jefferson. The lighthouse ended up in a state of complete dis- despair, calling for it to be replaced. The lighthouse stands today. Excuse me. The lighthouse that stands today is the granite tower that was erected in 1839. The Wood Island Lighthouse has a tragic and violent history attached to it. Based on reports, a murder and and a suicide occurred at the location in 1896. From the records of a man who was either a squatter or renting space in the area, shot and murdered a man. After realizing what he had done, he went to the house to kill himself. Oh, keepers who have their family, that's it. Keepers who have lived there say that unexplained shadows appear as well as unusual moaning. Other reports say that sometimes locked doors fly open and gunshots are heard. To save the lighthouse keepers from dealing with the haunted light, in 1972, the old, high, old light was replaced with an automated light. 
Okay. That was, uh, that was all right. Not the best, eh? Um, I was going to tell you guys that, you know, my, my friend, Michael, uh, Tarot Readings by Michael is the name of his Facebook page. Um, uh, he recently went on an investigation, and um, he was seeing spirits and stuff like that. And he saw, like, a spirit of a guard dog at this place, person, <clears throat> excuse me, this person's house. And then he noticed on his arm, he had a bite mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was like, uh, like, like when a human makes a bark, a bite mark, you see your two canines and your two friends. Yeah. He showed me a photo of it. It's really trippy. He's fine. He didn't, he didn't even feel it. The, the client noticed, he could go, what's that on your arm? And you see this big old freaking bite mark. He's fine. Nothing followed him home or anything like that. So, and it was, it's terror reading by Michael as his Facebook page. All right, here's another one. Carriage House Inn in Searsport. Captain John McLivery had a Victorian mansion built in 1874. The mansion became what was known today as the Carriage House Inn. And its history, and in its history, the Carriage House was not only a retreat for people, such as famous painters Waldo Pierce. I don't know who that is. Sorry. It was also an army garrison. Today, people can come in stay in three of the 13 rooms in the end the rest of the rooms remain remain off limits i wonder why people who visit the carriage house inn have stated that they have experienced different paranormal activity Ex expert paranormal investigators state is there such, such a thing as an expert paranormal investigator mm -hmm. anyways they state there are facts in minimum of two let me start over i apologize expert paranormal investigators state there are in or are, see, there's no comments. There are, in fact, a minimum of two ghosts haunting the inn. One couple, vis couple visited, stating that they experienced a sensation of someone sitting on the bed with them, when, uh, which woke them up. The wife of that same couple stated she saw a woman with long hair dressed in old-fashioned garb combing her hair in, in their room. Other guests have heard knocking, music, and have had the smell of cigar smoke and uh, cigarettes, which I can debunk because that you can't, coming from paranormal view, you, when you go into a home or hotel or whatever, and if there's wood, right, that stuff will stay in the wood. It's been a, a known fact. It's been proven over the time. Years and years it's been proven. It will seep into the walls. It will seep into the wood. So if it's hot and humid or if it's humid, even when it's cold out, heck, you're still going to get that scent. It's going to still release itself from the wood because wood is usually porous, I guess, depending on the type of wood. Anyways, anytime somebody tells me that they smell cigarette smoke or uh, cigar smoke in a house or a bar, you know what I mean? Mm -mm, no. But if you go to, say, an assailant sound or something, and they've got concrete walls or glass tile walls, and all the windows are shut, and you're walking around, and then you tell me you smell cigarette smoke or you smell cigar smoke, then I will believe you because I don't think glass or concrete can absorb as much as wood can. What do you think? And every time I've been at the asylum, I guess it's non-smoking. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know. I'm sure back in the day, the nurses used to smoke there, but I'd never smelt any smoke, cigarette smoke. Um, even if you did, it's too easy to debunk because a lot of the windows don't have, 
you know, the, they don't have the glass on them or they don't, you know, just, mm -mm. I need more proof on that one. Here's the last one, I think. Museums of Old York. Old York. <laughs> no trip to Maine would be complete without the visit to the Old York Museum, one of the earliest English settlements in the nation. There are nine historic buildings which provide visitors for the opportunity to learn about 300 years of history. Jefferson's Taverns dates back to the 1750s, whereas the Visitor's Center is connected to the Remerick Barn from 1834. Apologize for the motorcycle in the background. It, in its history, the Emerson Wilcox House dated back to 1742, which was once a tavern, a post office, and a store. Each of the buildings offered an inner, interesting lookout into the past. I would love to see that. Supernatural activity in the mu Museum of Old York and surrounding lands includes objects moving on their own, doors opening, and a chilly breeze. There have also been countless sightings of a woman called the White Witch. How'd they know I was there? <laughs> Back in the uh, colonial times, when people suspected of witchcraft, they were obviously killed. The White Witch was one of those people who were hung in front of the current museum, formerly the town hall. People say it's not unusual to see her walking alone down the road. Children in the area have also reported a lady in white asking them to play with her. I wonder if she is like hung from a tree and if that's the case, if they still have the tree. That, that is something I would absolutely love to investigate is um, like a haunted tree, you know? Uh, like if, it sounds morbid, doesn't it? Like if somebody got hung from a tree in the 1800s, I would love to investigate that tree. Right? Wouldn't that be kind of... I mean, it sounds like it sounds morbid. But maybe the spirit still lingers. Hmm? I don't know. So I think I have one more story to go. And then I can let you guys go and enjoy your weekend or weekday, whatever. Let's see. The... Oh, goodness. The Kennebec Arsenal. Augusta. Augusta, Maine? I didn't know that. I thought it was Augusta, Georgia. Anyways... Oh, speaking of Georgia, nice little segue here. A friend of mine has been messaging me on Twitter of more stories in Georgia, which since I just did a podcast on Georgia, I wanted to skip that, do Maine, and then maybe in the next podcast, I'll share those stories that he sent me on my Twitter page, which I forgot the name of the Twitter page. Anyway, so thank you. You know who you are. Uh, I will share those stories just on the next one because I don't want to go Georgia, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Okay, good. Anyways, the original stone... The original stone building located at Kennebec Arsenal in Augusta, Maine, was constructed for military purposes following the War of 1812, when it was no longer needed to serve as, lo as a location to protect the coastal borders in 1901. The building made a shift from military usage to mental hospital. Oh, I hate reading that. Maine State Hospital purchased the property, and expansions were made. The property was later property was later renamed the Augusta Mental Health Institute. Thousands of mentally ill adults and children passed through the doors of the Kennebec Arsenal when it was a mental hospital. There are countless stories in regards to the horrific treatments the patients who lived in the facility were subjected to. This patients who lived in the facility, okay. Some reports start, state that thousands of people died in the facility only to be buried in unknown graves. Not cool, man. The facility officially closed its doors in 2004. Presently, access to the 
Arsenal lands and structures is against the law. In other words, don't trespass. Prior to this, sightings of ghostly apparitions in the facility were common, as were unusual sounds and sometimes the cries of former residents. So if you guys are nearby this hospital, they show like old black and white. My theory is you don't necessarily have to be on the premises to get activity. If the spirits want to be known, you could sit outside the chain link if that's what they have up there. I don't know. And you can do an um, investigation there. You can do EVPs there. As Honestly, you can even bring your REM pod or your cat ball or whatever you got. If the spirits want to be known, I feel 100% that they, they will come and they will talk to you. They will communicate with you. Um, regarding that being said, and me doing the investigations for publicly at the Sana Sound, people pay to get people pay to go in and one see the place, and two obviously investigate. Which I get it. So it would be very boring as hell if we all just sort of sat outside and go, "Sorry, can't go in. We got to do it right here." But if you're not paying to play, and it's got trespassing, don't trespass. Just sit in your vehicle, and and if you if you got the if you feel the vibe, do it. I'm not saying do it, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> in other words, you don't have to be inside of a building necessarily to get the activity. Spirits are not always trapped, as far as I am concerned. Um, when they say, oh, they're trapped by so-and-so and so-and-so is holding them back and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe any of that. Nope. I do not believe in any of that. I, 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 I know, like I said, Michael, he's a very good psychic, good friend of mine. And he has never said anything like that, like, there's an old man holding this person back. I mean, they're here for a reason. If they want to go, they want to go. But a lot of times they don't want to go. They just want to hang out here. So just things I'm learning. Um, so yeah, that was Maine. Next Sunday, if all works out well, hopefully we'll go back to Georgia. And I'll read you some of those stories that my friend has been sending me, which is awesome. Again, you guys, it's Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural on Facebook. Uh, we don't have any cases right now. It's just me and Amanda, my team. Woohoo! But I am always posting ghost-related things there. And like I just re- recently posted, um, apparently there's haunted caves in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's not that far from me. I'm in Wisconsin. So that's kind of cool to find out. Um, what else? I just post all different kinds of things on there. Um, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com if you have any questions, things like that. So... We're getting up on the 26-minute mark. So thank you, everybody, for taking your 26 minutes out of your day, your evening, your morning, your weekend, whatever it is. And whenever you're listening, I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for all the new podcast listeners, which I really don't know who you are because I've been um, slacking on checking the the stats. Unless I still have my two original listeners, which is, like, totally cool. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, it's Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'm off tomorrow, obviously. Right? Right. So that'll be nice. Although I did pick up a couple hours at work just for chat. Um, but then I'll have the rest of the afternoon off. Um, what else? I'm trying to think if anything good is coming out. Anything? I can't think of anything, uh, spooky-wise. Maybe I'll get out this year and do some investigating at a cemetery. I think, um, Anchor now has it where I can do a video. I haven't really played with it much, you guys. But if that's something you'd like to see, like where I investigate, I'm not going to put my face on camera. But if you want to see where I investigate, like at a cemetery or something, I can try and figure that out. I just need a little bit of a 
if that's something you're interested in. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Anyways, so I'm sitting on my my top foyer, and I apologize. I motorcycle. I I honestly thought I heard maybe it's me moving around, but I swear it. I thought <laughs> I thought I heard somebody coming up the steps. It's not me. No. I wasn't moving around. <laughs> that was interesting. I thought maybe it was my cat, but she's not around. Hmm. I really heard the stair creak. I'm, I, it's not me. I wasn't moving, and it's not. Okay, so there you go. I don't know if I doubt you guys heard it, but it was like a, it was like a boom, boom, like a, and then like a, heard like the steps creak, so I thought she was, she's jumping off the bed, but. Well, that was kind of neat. I was not expecting it. I'm not really moving around much to make any noise. I'm sitting on carpet. Anyways, there you go. Nice way to end a podcast, right? <laughs> Anyways, you guys, take care. Thank you so much again for listening to me. This is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.